0: Welcome to First Presbyterian Church of Allentown's Sermon Podcast. As we approach God's Word, let's take a prayerful breath. Breathe in. Breathe out. Listen to God's Word this day. My name is Bruce Gunn. I'm an elder currently serving on session. Would you please join me as we pray the prayer of illumination? Gracious God, help us this day to hear your call to us to accept your direction and to follow your word. May we create a world becoming more faithfully your realm, a place acknowledging your rule, a quiet home for those who have been intimidated and exhausted and a community in which all are valued and welcomed. Amen. We turn now to God's word this morning, reading first from the 37th Psalm, verses 27 through 31. Now let us listen to God's word. Depart from evil and do good. So you shall abide forever. For the Lord loves justice. He will not forsake his faithful ones. The righteous shall be kept safe forever, but the children of the wicked shall be cut off. The righteous shall inherit the land and live in it forever. The mouths of the righteous utter wisdom and their tongues speak justice. The law of their God is in their hearts. Their steps do not slip. And our second reading is from the Gospel of John, reading from the 10th chapter, verses 11 through 18. Now hear God's word. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand, who is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep, sees the wolf wolf coming and leaves the sheep and runs away. And the wolf snatches them, for this reason, the Father loves me because I lay down my life in order to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it, lay it down of my own accord. I have power to lay it down and I have power to take it up again. I have received this command from my Father. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
1: So lead us not into temptation is part of of the prayer is what we're talking about today um but did you know that christmas is coming (laughs) has anybody said that to you yet christmas is coming it'll be here before you know it oh but it's only august but christmas is coming you know It'll be, full, it'll be here before you know it. We hear that. Everybody loves Christmas, right? Don't you love Christmas? Well, almost everybody, almost everybody, even like non-Christians, they celebrate Christmas. Anybody know who is a non-Christian that celebrates Christian Christmas? I do, yeah, because why? Because it's great, it's fun, right? What's not to like? We're celebrating the savior of the world coming into this world or, or at least we like the lights in the darkness, right? Yeah, it's all good. But we're celebrating something that happened a long time ago. We know that if you're a Christian for any length of time. Happened a long time ago, this birth of Jesus in the world. But we still celebrate it nearly, well, probably globally every year. Because it's wonderful, right? It's God with us. Right? Emmanuel, God with us. And that is good news. So you might be asking yourself at this point, what does that have to do with lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil? What is that crazy pastor talking about? I'll get to that. You know, it's really hard on this one because the the text is a little bit involved and a little bit difficult, even in the Greek, to do it in 15 minutes, but I'm going to try. Archimedes. Anybody ever hear of Archimedes? He's a third century B.C. mathematician and inventor known for a couple of pretty famous things like Eureka. I have found it. But one of the things, other things that Archimedes says was, give me a place to stand And I will move the world. So he was talking about using a lever right, and a fulcrum to move very, very heavy things. They knew that even then. But you know, two things need to be had, for sure, guaranteed in a system moving that much weight. The world. The system itself needs to be strong. The lever and the fulcrum needs to be strong. It can't break. And what he said, give me a place to stand. That standing place needs to also be very solid. Right? Right? We get that, right? Can't have things breaking if you're going to move the world. This part of the Lord's Prayer is a tough part. Because avoiding all those things that might get us in trouble isn't always easy. The words are difficult, like I said, even in Greek. And we hear ourselves that even Jesus was tempted by Satan or the devil. Even Jesus wasn't kept out of temptation. Right? In that word, in the Greek... Temptation means a sense of testing, a sense of, a sense of proving, testing, trial. We use temptation, but, and that's what it is, but it's also testing and trial and whatever that means in our lives. And It can be positive influences like money or power, and it can be negative ones like suffering when they happen to us. You know, if we see a sign on the road that says, don't go there, most of us won't go there. Especially if we see a person falling like that on that great sign, picture you put up there, Taylor. Because we're, you know, self-preservation. But sometimes it's not that easy. And sometimes we don't get to choose whether or not we have trials or temptations or testings in our lives, right? Right? So, the sense is that such testing will show, if we have to endure it, our true nature. How will we respond? Will we just go there anyway, ignoring all the warnings? Will we succumb to whatever the pressure is in the world? Will we depart from goodness? That's the question. It will show us our true nature in how we respond. But we have questions. So the biggest question is: Does God lead us into these things? Does God bring us? That's the, another thing. The word, the word in Greek means "bring us into these things." Because does God do it? Because you know what? If God does it, is it our fault? I mean, you know, come on. God does it. How can it be my fault? Well, the Bible also says in James 1, chapter 1, verse 13, that God doesn't tempt anyone, anyone, not ever, not ever, not at all, not ever. God doesn't do it. God doesn't do it. There it is. Then who is it that leads us into temptation? What do you think? Could it be Satan? Remember that? from uh, what was it Saturday night live could it be satan or could it be you or could it be ourselves that leads us there because we don't follow the signs what about that evil there was a translation issue there on the video it said keep us from the evil one and then there's other translations that say, keep us from the, the evil. Is there evil in this world? Is there the evil in this world? Yeah. Is there Satan? No. Jesus said so. So it could be both. These are our questions. And what is deliverance? It means God will rescue us. God will. So God doesn't cause it. It's not just the devil. And I want rescue from it. Is that where we are? At its heart is our own soul's will. As a sentient being, as a conscious being in this world, at the heart of it is our own soul's will operating in this natural world. And the world is filled with these trials and temptations, isn't it? They befall you whether you like it or not sometimes. And usually we don't. I mean, someone, thinking about humanity, someone had to say at some point, lay that wood down on the ground near the hole that we dug. Hold him down and pound those nails into his hands and feet. And when you're done, raise that cross. Raise that wood up. Someone had to say or do that. It's in us. Have you seen that Barbie movie? Anybody seen that Barbie movie? A new Barbie movie? It had a lot of good parts in it, I thought. One of the things that brought the Barbie, the perfect Barbie world to a screeching halt, if you remember, is when Barbie said this. Do you guys ever think about dying? (coughs) What? Not in a perfect world. No, we don't think about that. Not in a perfect world. But we don't live in a world like that, do we? For whatever reason, we don't live in a perfect world. That's the celestial city. That's the next one that we hope for. That is the living forever part that the psalm talked about. Yeah. Let me ask you something. How do you feel about evil? What is it? When does just a little couple mistakes fall into evil? Yeah, because, you know, this prayer is for people, those who say it, who don't want that. Those this prayer is for people who are going, no, no, I don't want that. So when you're saying it, you're saying that, which I assume you all are doing. We don't like evil. We don't want that. We want something different, don't we? We can't always tell either between good and evil. All too often, though, you know what? We can. And we don't do anything. The psalm says God wants us to be good and dwell forever. Depart from evil. Only the wicked don't do that. Wicked meaning people who want evil. People who like it. Are they out there? misguided people who just want to keep on using that, whatever they can to get what they want? Sure they are. Hopefully that's not us. Because we are part of the light shining in the darkness against those things. Jesus told us, Jesus is the good shepherd, is the good shepherd, and that was in the gospel. And we know Jesus came, lived, died, and went back to heaven, and now sent the Holy Spirit and himself. God's self is with us, present with us. So that's all done. That's all done. Jesus' work is done. Not coming here, now. And that idea of the shepherd is not new. If you've ever read Pilgrim's Progress, um, it was a bestseller from 1670 until about 1950. Still wrote, there's movies about it. Christian, the character, meets the shepherds and is refreshed by them, sent on this way, admonished, but he's got the celestial city in his view now. But even afterwards, when he falls into problems with the flatterer, gets caught in a net again, praise and the and the uh, angel of light comes they even walk with him through the shadow of the valley of the shadow of death from psalm 23 the shepherd is with us the gospel scripture says that the shepherd will guide the sheep and lay down his life for the sheep and they who are the sheep will know the shepherd. They will know the shepherd and the shepherd's voice. And they are God's own. They belong to God. They listen to the words. Now, I don't mean to, to minimize how difficult trials can be testings because they can. We all have them one way or the other. doesn't matter whether we're rich or poor. Male or female, you know, it doesn't matter where we live. We all have trials of some kind, testing of some kind. And that's kind of a given in this world we maybe should look at. I don't mean to minimize that and how difficult it can be to accept that in this life we'll have them. But what I do mean to say is that God can give us that firm, solid place to stand on and does so in our Savior, Jesus Christ, and our Savior, the Shepherd. And God will strengthen us. We, we heard that in the songs, right? We, God will strengthen us to face the pressures. 1 Corinthians 10.13 says, When you are tempted, God will also provide an escape so you can stand up under it. And 2 Thessalonians 3, 3 says, But the Lord is faithful and will strengthen you and guard you against evil. This is the legacy we have as followers of God, as God's own people. In a book written by Albert Curry Wynne, a Presbyterian theologian, he writes this. Uh, The book is a Christian primer, a treatise on the Lord's Prayer. Christianity is a religion of forgiveness. But it's also a religion of go and sin no more forgiveness is not a sinning license but we won't use it that way will we because we know better he also notes there is at work in the world another will there's another thing going on here an evil will a will that resists and struggles against the will of god this will is cunning It wears a thousand disguises. It seems purposive and intelligent. It is a master organizer, combining our sinful wills into a vast network of evil that seems far greater than the sum of its parts. Evil is formidable. Sure, nature causes us trouble, right? It's not all us, no. Nature causes us trouble. In Maui, they're dealing with it now. We just came through a pandemic. Nature causes us trouble. But you know, some people say, and I don't know whether this is conspiracy or not. I really don't. I'm just saying people say it. That maybe that fire in Maui was set by someone because they wanted something. And maybe the pandemic was caused by people who wanted it. Who knows? That would be evil. But well, we can make it better. Or we can make it worse. Each of us. Each of us can do that. We have the power to act. And we have help. We have help. In Jesus Christ, we not only have that firm place to stand, but God will strengthen us. Those are the promises that we can grasp. Through the prayer. Through your soul. In, in you know, perhaps this way we can move the world. And often very sneaky ways, maybe imperceptible ways, God is helping us. Maybe you don't even notice it, but God is. Or maybe you do. It's a good thing when you do see in your world, you see, oh boy, that was a close one. Anybody ever been there? I've been there driving. When I'm driving, just ask my husband. Yeah, oh boy, that was a close one. I really shouldn't drive that way, should I? No. In Sacred Stories, Spiritual Tribes, a book written by Nancy Ammerman, she noticed in her research that those, those, some of the people who she asked about addictive problems, the ones that reported addictive problems were ones that did not have a spiritual base. And she just suggested that perhaps it was true. Perhaps it's true. And there's a lot of evidence out there in research that says having a faith, being spiritual, believing in God makes you healthier. Did you know that? It's a lot of research that says that in imperceptible, maybe, ways. It makes us healthier, it makes us happier. Huh. Knowing and following God makes us healthier. Who knew? So Christmas isn't coming, but it is. Anybody getting ready yet? Christmas is already here, but it isn't. Jesus is here. God is here. The Holy Spirit is with us, Oh, and we are always becoming, being refined by God each step of our journey. One day we will move ahead to other things when it is our time. But we will already be rescued in Christ. In this prayer, there are six ideas. Three about God and three about us. God, the three for God are honor, kingdom, and will. God's will. And the three for us are bread, forgiveness, and deliverance. We have to remember who we are when we're encountering the world. But for those of us who are children of the living God, those who respect God and essentially wish to be good and do good, it is finished. We are living in the light of God, not without trials or testings. No, but rescued, loved, and supported, strengthened. Amen.
0: Thank you for listening to First Presbyterian Church of Allentown's sermon podcast. We hope you'll join us for worship on Sunday morning. For more information about our congregation and our ministries, please contact the church office. Now go in peace.